Welcome, welcome everyone to the Enthusiast Life brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. Hopefully your day is off to a good start so far. Again, I do apologize for not having an episode out to you guys yesterday. I had a long, long workday, a nice 13 hours, 6 to 7 uh, at a store that really isn't that busy, so I was pretty much just watching paint dry most of the day. <laughs> it was driving me insane, but I am now off the next couple days, which is great. So I'm def- definitely going to be jumping into some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, and I can't wait, man. So if you did catch it, I actually was streaming the other day um, to my Twitch channel, to uh, twitch.tv slash Guardian Radio. Yes, it is the old Guardian Radio Twitch channel. Uh, I'll put that link down in the show notes because I do plan to do that. Uh, as well here these next couple days just kind of getting in there and playing some more Valhalla was having a lot of fun because that game is great just for exploration we're going to talk about it here in a little bit because I do want to jump into that because I've had some people asking me um, if they think if I think the game is worth it and uh, so I think there's definitely a lot to talk there about the game plus uh, we did actually catch Enola Holmes as well on Monday night so I do want to talk about that a little bit you know obviously the movie's been out for a little bit but we finally jumped in and my kids loved it so we're going to talk about that here but first a little bit of housekeeping here Uh, don't forget if you want to help support the show you can become a patron of the show and join our patreon it gets you exclusive access to our discord and gets you early access and the chance to be on the patron-only podcast. Uh, what you do here, here in the the regular podcast feed, but again, you get it early and you get to be a part of that podcast and even be a guest on it. We're getting set to record the this month's episode here in a couple days. Um, so I just want to throw that out there to everyone again. If you do want to be a part of that next time, uh, go ahead and follow the link down below and you can find out how you can become a patron. Of course, big thanks to the patrons who have been here supporting the show. You guys are awesome. And, you know, we chat every day in the Discord, man. That's what we do. We're, we've been talking about all these PS5 games. We've been talking about these movies. It's awesome. So find that information down below. Well, let's jump in here to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And, uh, you know, I've talked about it here on the show, how much I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, that game really was... And, and actually, I'm going to even go back to Origins. Those two games are very different than the older Assassin's Creed games. You know, the older games were... Very story driven, but very much about get out there. You know, you you were kind of in that overall battle between the assassins and the Templars, and and you know, really trying to take people out, basically, right? And if you don't know the overarching story of assassins, and it, it's kind of changed here through the years because they did kind of wrap it up, uh, or one of the the original kind of overarching story in Assassin's Creed Three, uh, but you actually play, you're you're kind of technically playing like a modern day person in that game that goes into a machine called the Animus that then brings you back to the past and you kind of live through the life of somebody from the past. So that's why the game always takes place during these different time periods, but it always kind of goes back to the modern day Animus. And and really it's this storied rivalry uh, or war between the Assassins, which was a group, and the Templars. Now the old games had an a issue where they were trying to find these I mean, God, it's been so long, these like mythical items, I guess, if you want to say, because ultimately there was this alien race, I think it was an alien race, or or something was having this big catastrophe coming to Earth, and you played as this character Desmond, and it was trying to figure out what was, you know, you were playing the original Assassin's Creed games to find where these items were, so you could go in the real world and get them to help you basically combat this big catastrophe from happening. And now, where the game is, it's between these last three games, or these last two games, 
there is kind of this overarching story, and this one continues that, but it doesn't really beat it against your head. And if you don't know and you haven't been following along, you're fine. Trust me. I mean, you jump right in. There's the, the only time actually that I've come across right now where they actually mention any of that or there's even a nod to it is when you're picking your character. Um, because in this game, you can play as either uh, Ivor as a male or Ivor as a female. And then, or you can have the animus kind of choose for you. And when you do that, um, it'll pick kind of throughout the story, it'll switch you over to the male or female gender. And and you can actually, at any point, change and play as the other. Even though you're still playing as the character Ivor, uh, you can do it as either a male or a female, which is kind of neat. So it's like, you know, there were, seems to be some story bits that they wrote that are specific for either the male or female version of Ivor. Um, so far, I'm just playing as a male. I just thought, you know, last game I played as Cassandra because she was just awesome, such a great character in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I just felt that I wanted a, a female character in that game. Um, in this game, playing a Viking, I don't know what it is. I just feel like I need to be this just manly, burly, just crushed dude, skulls in type of Viking, which would be pretty badass as a female Ivor, I'm sure. And at some point, I probably will switch over. But uh, initially, I wanted to be playing um, kind of as that male version. And the game kicks off uh, kind of with uh, a pretty pretty dark, I think I put it up in our in our uh, Discord, that uh, it's a pretty dark opening. I mean, you play as uh, the child version of Ivor. And, um, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but let's just say your parents don't make it out. Let's say that. And so it kind of becomes, you know, initially this kind of revenge tale and uh you know the game itself uh story-wise has has kept pulling me along wanting me to see what's going to happen next um if you've watched the show vikings which you know my wife and i watched first couple seasons that um you know it kind of feels in that vein where um lots of characters i mean even kind of like a game of thrones type thing where there's tons of characters in there that you're meeting that you're you know interacting with i've already had some moments of some backstabbing happening and uh right now i'm in norway and eventually I know we do leave Norway and head over to England because uh, right now in Norway, there's a lot of kind of warring factions of the Vikings and we've tried to come together in one meeting so far and some are on board, some weren't. So I think ultimately it's going to be about let, like, let's get out of town here, head to England because there's a lot of land over there that we can take over. And then ultimately it leads down the line of, hey, these poor English people are just hanging out, right? It's their land, it's their property, and we're just going to come in and take it over. So that that part of the game, I've done a couple raids, which are awesome. I mean, you're you're literally pulling your boat up to shore, you blow the horn, and then you have all these men that just flood off the boat, and you're just battling through these cities until you kind of get to the leader and or this village and, and take them out. Um, but it's I'm, I'm interested what that's going to be like in England, because ultimately, I mean, that's what the Vikings did, right? They just terrorized these people, and you, you are that in this game. And so it's kind of this weird kind of moral quandary as you're playing the game, but I mean, in the end, you know, it's about your survival as well. And, and what the game does is they have a, uh, like a hub you can go back to and you're kind of building that up, I think, ultimately. And so that's kind of what, like, when you go to England, you're kind of getting stuff to to bring back to build up your little settlement. But the, the people there, you're actually interacting with and kind of forming relationships with. So in the end, like when you are doing that rating, you're kind of doing it for your group. You know, think of it how like, in um you know walking dead you think of like rick and his group just how you know ultimately it always leads to death and to murder but everything they're doing like you know the the season started going in the walking dead where it was like are they really the villains like is rick and his group like are they really the bad guys and in one end maybe because they're doing some terrible things but on the flip side it's like they're doing those things for the reasons for the personal reasons for their group survival. And like that, I think is ultimately kind of how you got to approach this game. If, if you think that the, um, 
the tone of that is suspect to you, you know, like that's how you have to approach it is knowing that, you know, all right, well, we're doing this because it's the survival of myself and those around me and those that I've kind of formed the relationships with. So I think it's kind of cool the game does it that way. Um, the game is gorgeous on PS5, runs, you know, I'm going to say relatively good, I've noticed, which just kind of surprised me, like right off the bat, I was noticing some screen tearing happening, um, which if you're not familiar with that, it's kind of more like, you know, if the camera turns kind of quick, the, the screen almost like... Not that it literally is tearing, but it's just kind of like it gets a little bit janky as it moves. Um, seen that a decent amount. I've even had the frame rate or uh, frame rate drop a couple times. I mean, it does run at a good 60, um, but a couple times it has dipped, which kind of surprised me. But again, this is a next gen game made by a third party. Um, so I think, you know, overall, that's probably part of the reasons here in this case. I've even seen even the Series X seems to be having that issue as well. I think Sony has even come out and said they are going to address that in a patch. Um, so that's good news. I had one instance of the game completely crashing and shutting off my PlayStation 5. And that was during a cutscene, which was odd. I mean, I would think that any of these problems would really be when there's like a lot happening on screen, like during one of the raids. But no, it was literally just a straight cutscene. Just screen goes black. PlayStation 5 kind of made some noises and just shut off. Had to turn it back on. Very weird. When I turned the PS5 back on, it said that there was a, an error. Do I want to you know, submit it to Sony, of course. I'm like, yeah, let's figure out what's going on here. Um, and that also seems to be an issue on both PS5 and the Series X. I've seen a couple, one guy uh, who I'm friends with that he's played Destiny with. I saw his his uh, Series X has crashed five times with Assassin's Creed. So it's something with the game, I think, and, and hopefully they can get that ironed out. But only it's only happened once. But the cool thing was when I jumped back in, it dipped me right back into the cutscene when I continued, which so, which was kind of surprising. I'm like, oh God, like I didn't save. It's going to throw me way back. Nope. Put me right back into where I was. Um, combat in the game feels good. It has kind of that same combat that Origins and Odyssey had. You're kind of locking on with the right analog stick to a to an enemy. So you're kind of then, you know, locked on to them. Um, it's a lot of parrying, dodging. And then uh, the loot that's in the game, there's not as much loot as was in Odyssey. They kind of want you to invest more in your items, which is cool. So you can actually kind of do some upgrades out in the field as long as you have the resources. And then you can even go back to your uh, kind of settlement. And there's a blacksmith there where you can even do more upgrades or even, I think, ultimately have him create some, some weapons for you. Um, but combined with the melee combat, you also have uh, a bow. So you have a little bit of range combat. And you also have... Uh, abilities that you unlock now in the previous games there were skill trees and in this there is but the skill trees are much more um kind of passives that you're finding or kind of getting as you level up meaning just killing enemies or doing quests you're unlocking skill points to put into the skill tree which the skill tree is huge i mean it's it's enormous has all these kind of little winding paths that go down and you can kind of choose to go to uh upgrade into stealth or to melee or to range and as you're going down those paths it may add more to like you know certain percentage to melee damage certain percentage to stealth damage certain percentage of just giving you more health or ultimately you come to kind of a crossroad where it gives you a, a small ability so one of the ones i got with melee was a stunned enemy on the ground i can click the right analog stick and crush their skull with my foot of course i had to get that one right you got to get that so there are some little active abilities you can get in there um, but also then the other abilities that you have which in the last game it was they're basically activated by pulling the trigger so like you pull the right trigger it pops up these abilities uh on the right side of the screen that you've kind of set in there and then you could choose, so I have two right now that I found in the world. Again, these aren't like you're leveling up. These are just finding in tombs or in, in some of the cities you raid. And they'll show up as icons on the map um, when, you're, when you're near one. Um, but you 
The one has me toss like a bunch of my axe. I have like three axes that he throws. So like these mega just like boom, 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 like these big axes that he's tossing at other ones. And then the other one is like this bull rush. This one is fantastic. I mean, you want to talk about a brutal Viking. This is great. So you hit it. He rushes towards the enemy, knocks them down, and then the camera kind of swings and pans around. And it's like coming face on with him with the, the villain on the ground. And then I hit L1, R1, L1, R1, like in sync. And he is just bludgeoning the person in the face, like just pounding their face in. It's brutal, kind of terrible, but it's great at fitting in the world of the Vikings. Like you, you are just a badass, brutal Viking in this game. Anything you'd want, you have. It, it even has like a drinking game. It was one of the first things I found in the game. And I've kind of found them spread throughout the world um, where you go up and you can wager. And it's more of like a quick time, little, little mini game challenge. And you're just chugging three horns filled of beer, racing against someone else, and eventually you start feeling the buzz. You got to also keep your, keep him like kind of standing upright without falling over. Um, they just totally doubled down on the Viking stuff, which is great. And you know that's really I think where this game really shines is kind of in the open world. I mean, the story has me hooked and has me going forward with it, but it because it's just such a beautiful world. I mean, Norway so far it's snow covered. Um, you know, the, the details of like your feet leaving tracks in the snow is great. Um, you know, climbing all these cliffs, like it, of course it has those points where you kind of, um, are, um, what do they call it? Like, ah, I forget what synchronize you're synchronizing with the areas. So it's always like a little bird icon. You climb all the way up to the top, you hit it. And then it kind of unlocks all the nodes around you and does a very cool cinematic pan in this game. They're gorgeous. Cause it's just snowy Norway scenic sights and they just look awesome. Um, so far, yeah, the, the open world has just been so fun to explore. And then they also, like in previous games, they'd always kind of litter them with all like the little side quests. And you could see exactly what it was and kind of know if you want to engage with it or not. And this one, it's just these kind of little blue and yellow icons on the map. And blue are mysteries, which are really kind of your side quests. And the yellow ones are wealth. And that's all you know. And so if you want to go to one, you, you just have to go. And if you ping it, it kind of does what Breath of the Wild did, where like in the real world... You could see the big, like yellow eye, like beam of light, basically on the map, just in the game. You know, not on the, not on the map itself. So it's cool. So the game is a lot about more just exploration. And then even on top of just those, you're gonna find other things just kind of out there. Like this game seems like it's much more about the exploration of the game world rather than just follow the checklist. It almost seems like the, the last couple games got really deep into kind of what the old Assassin's games did, even though they were more, much more RPG and much more kind of open world. Um, they were very much still the, the, the checklist where you you'd synchronize and then suddenly bloop, all these icons pop on there. You know exactly what they are, if you want to engage with them or not. And that was it where this is more about, Hey, walk around the world. There's these points of interest, but like just discover it. And that's where I've been having a lot of fun. And that's why I think this game is going to take me forever to finish if I ever even do, because it's like, I, I, there's just shiny objects everywhere. Like, I just want to go see what things are. I mean, and, and not even just that, like even just the, um, the reward of how beautiful things are, you know, in the game world. It, it's just, it's, it's great. I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, I actually dipped back into miles a little bit to kind of start doing that map stuff, which then had me pulled back to that. But then I was like, no, I gotta, I want to play some more Assassin's Creed and then immediately fired that back up and was right back in that game world. So, um, I would say, you know, I've had, like I said, I had people ask us, I had one of our discord members actually asked me yesterday as well, you know, is it for him? Like he, uh, this is phantom phantom has played, uh, what did he say? He's played through Godfall and Astrobot. I can't remember phantom. If you said you played through miles, 
Um, but he's like, do I get assassins or not? And it's like, well, you know, what are you looking for? Like, I think if you're if you're waiting for cyberpunk, we're still a little bit of ways away, right? We're about three weeks away and you need something now. I would say yes. Now, Phantom, I know, said he hasn't played in Assassin's Creed in a while. Um, you know, even back in neither one of the last two games. If you haven't played the last two games, I would almost probably give you a resounding yes, because I think those games are you know, very different and you're going to play and be like, wow, this really is more like an open world RPG as opposed to an, a previous Assassin's game. Like it's, for me, actually, I was getting like almost uh, Skyrim vibes just because of how my character looked or looks and just the setting of it. You know, obviously there isn't really magic, although I've come into some instances where there has been a little bit of magic kind of in the game. And, you know, your your whole goal is to kind of get to Valhalla. Which, and so I've already kind of visited what I think is Valhalla in the game. Um, and, and seeing some things that I shouldn't probably be seeing if, you know, being alive right now. Um, so there definitely is some mysticism. And I think ultimately where the game is going to go with its DLC, if it's, if, uh, origins and odyssey are any indication, they get a little bit crazy with those things. So that's, that's pretty neat and, and exciting, but I would say the game is great. If you're looking for something right now, definitely jump in. If you're looking for kind of an action RPG, this will definitely fulfill that for you. And remember, it isn't just on the PS5 and the series XS. It's also on PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One. So you can play this game kind of anywhere. I'm sure you're going to get a good experience regardless um, of how you play it. But, you know, be, be wary right now. There are a little bit of bugs, it seems. You know, the only thing I really had was the crash and a couple frame rate drops. Uh, but other than that, nothing else game-breaking. I mean, nothing really was game-breaking. I mean, I guess the crash could be, but it uh, dipped me right back into where I was. Um, but again, if anything, I think maybe this would be a great... Like I, like I had originally planned it to be my kind of post-Christmas when it's on sale type of game because usually the assassins games go down to like 30 bucks or 40 bucks right after christmas um so you know maybe maybe dip in there but i did get it for uh, 50 off amazon i have the physical version um which by the way i don't know if i mentioned that the uh the disc on the ps5 when you're actually using the disc um two things one um it it immediately downloads the game so the game is actually on the hard drive every time i start the system the disc does spin for about five to ten seconds depending but then it shuts off so you're not having to listen to the disc spin the whole time it's kind of just verifying that license it basically downloads the digital version of the game and then has to verify you own the license which of course is spinning the disc um and then um the other thing that's kind of funny i have my system standing upright and for some reason that first time i put the disc in, i put it in upside down I don't know if my head just logically was thinking like when it's standing up and you're looking at it for some reason in my head, just, I, I was thinking the system would have to go to the left. And so I put the disc in the wrong way. You have to put it to the right. And I don't know why I think the other systems are even that way as well. Just stupidly. That's what I did. So if it can't read your disc, whatever PS5 game you're playing, don't be like me. Make sure you're putting it in the right way. Just stupid, silly me. Just dumb story. I thought you guys would, you know, say like, that's classic. Um, so yeah, make sure you're putting your disc in right. Uh, all right, well, let's shift gears here over to Enola Holmes. But before we do, I want to thank our sponsor, Gamergoo. Of course, Gamergoo always continuing to support the show. Thank you guys so much for them over there. And uh, Gamergoo, remember, it's that antiperspirant for your hands. You pop that on, you get up to four hours of non-sweaty hands while you're rocking your video games. So uh, head on over to Gamergoo.com. You can check out all the scents over there. Cherry Blossom, Teakwood, Cinnamon, Orange, Peppermint, you name it, they got it. Love it, guys. I absolutely love it. And I will tell you, Assassin's Creed definitely was giving me the sweaty hands, man, going up to those heights. I hate, you guys know I hate heights. And there are some moments in this game where you are just way up there on the mountain. And it doesn't seem like, 
In previous Assassin's games, a lot of those um, synchronization points were like on the tops of churches or like giant statue with a hay bale at the bottom. This is like huge mountain with a crazy peak. Maybe there's a waterfall. Maybe there's not. You got to figure it out. And I've had some moments where it's like, I'm just going to climb down. I'm not going to jump because I don't know where to jump at it. Which, you know, maybe that's a knock against the game design, but no. But it had my hands sweating like crazy. And, uh, you know, I... Definitely had to put on some gamer goo after that because it was like, man, this, this, I didn't think the game would, would deliver that for me, but it did. So uh, be wary of that. And of course, gamer goo would get you covered. Head on over to gamergoo.com. You can find that link down in the show notes so you don't have those sweaty Valhalla hands. And uh, if you are interested in picking it up, be sure to use the promo code BF20, as in Black Friday 20, because you can save yourself 20% off your order on their Black Friday sale. It goes all the way to the end of the month. Um, so not just Black Friday, it's running right now all the way through November. Save yourself 20% off your order, which is awesome. Again, that's promo code BF20. And, uh, you know, hey, it's a great gift. I've, I've always said this before. It's a great gift for that gamer in, your, gamer in your life. It's not real expensive. It's just, you know, a nice little stocking stuffer or something like that. Or hell, even if you're doing like a, you know, white elephant or something, it's something that, you know, some people may see it and be like, wow, like that is actually a great idea. So again, go to GamerGoo.com. Use the promo code BF20. Save yourself 20% off your order. You can find that down in the show notes below. Uh, all right. Well, real quick here before we wrap it up, I do want to mention a little bit about Enola Holmes. Like I said, we did watch this. This is the Netflix flick uh, featuring Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, Henry Cavill is in it as uh, as Sherlock Holmes, which is awesome. And uh, Helena Bonham Carter is actually in the movie as well. Now, if you're not familiar with the plot of this movie, essentially Enola Holmes is, like I said, she's the sister of Sherlock. And Helena Bottom Carter plays her mom, but her mom just overnight, mysteriously, even though they're having this great relationship and everything is fine and they seem to be uh, having a lot of fun, her mom just disappears. And then she starts thinking back to all these like mysterious things where she would find her mom was having these mysterious meetings and that. And um, Sherlock and his brother come home and essentially Enola is set on this quest to kind of be like her brother to solve this mystery of where her mom is. Now, the interesting thing as well is the mom also kind of taught her to be kind of a badass, where there she teaches her to fight, hand-to-hand combat, shoot arrows, do all that. So it's kind of cool to see Millie Bobby Brown. You know, we see her kind of as a badass in Stranger Things using her psychic abilities. But then in this, you get to see her as a badass fighting um, not only just some other people of her age, but even some older men in that, which is awesome. So she is just kicking some ass. Um, and I didn't know this is actually uh, built on like a, a five or six book series so we're actually we, we were talking to my daughter because my kids love this movie my daughter thought it was awesome son even really dug it too i mean there were some moments pg-13 so there were some moments you know get a little bit crazy a little bit violent but uh you know they've seen things like that and they, they thought it was cool um but uh you know my daughter now is really interested in this series so we're thinking like for christmas we're probably going to try to order all the books um and i'm interested now to see do they carry forward with these movies now one of the problems when they make movies like this, and I don't know how the series goes, like if Enola actually ages, but like, it's kind of a weird analogy, but I think back to the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies, and my son was really big into those, but they had to push those movies out as quick as they could because the kid that played, you know, uh, Heffley, Greg Heffley in that was getting older, right? And like when you watch kind of the last one, you can tell some voices have changed, you know, things have hit. And when I say the last one, it's the last one with the original cast. They actually came out with another one but a whole different cast and my kids didn't want to see it. Cause they're like, no, that's not our, that's not our Greg Heffley. Like I'm not watching that movie, even though, you know, it still is telling that same story. They refuse to watch it. 
And so my concern with this, if we have five or six books and we want to keep telling those stories, Millie Bobby Brown, man, she's getting older. I mean, it's even kind of the Stranger Things effect, right? Those kids are getting older. Like eventually they're going to be old, they're adults. And what does that do to the series at that point? You know, so I hope that way that series goes, she gets older. And I think anybody writing a series like that from now on, you need to take that into account if you want to license your books to become movies, because it's just, it's weird, right? When that happens. So, but overall, the movie's great. Definitely go watch it. Uh, it's about two hours long. We had a lot of fun watching it as a family. Uh, made some popcorn, had some candy going. I mean, we, we did, did the whole thing watching it and uh, had a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was a movie that easily could have came out in movie theaters. I and mean, I don't know if that was the original plan. Um, and then the pandemic kind of shifted it, but um, I highly recommend it. Anola Holmes, it's over on Netflix. Um, I think you you would really enjoy it. Uh, a lot of fun, especially, like I said, with, with the family. It was great. Fantastic. Now, speaking of watching things with family here, one final thing before we do wrap it up. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is now available on Disney+. Plus. I've not watched it yet. Just came out yesterday. Again, like I said, I had a long work day. Came home, though, mentioned it to the family, watched the trailer, and my daughter said, I don't want to watch that yet. I want to wait until it's like near Christmas time. So I immediately said, okay, and I'm probably going to watch it today by myself because <laughs> I need to watch this thing. So hopefully tomorrow we'll be talking some Lego holiday special or Star Wars Lego holiday special. Um, you know, I was like, really? You don't want to watch this right now? Nope. Want to wait till it's closer to Christmas, even though the holiday special, it's life day. It's not Christmas. I tried that argument. She didn't care. Even my wife didn't care. So we're going to watch this closer to holiday or to Christmas, but I'm probably going to be watching it. I know many of you out there have probably already seen it, um, but I got to dip in there and see it. We watched the trailer again last night and it just looks too funny. So um, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It is on Netflix or on uh, Disney plus uh, the Lego star Wars holiday special is out there. Well guys, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Like I said, I will be uh, probably streaming again today, probably 10 ish, 10 to like 12 seems to be kind of a good time. Uh, maybe in the afternoon, just kind of depends on what we have going on, uh, whether I'll do some more. But hopefully here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll be streaming at that time and uh, dipping in there and playing some more Valhalla. So everybody, thank you again today, as always, for tuning in and making me a part of your day. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.